Hello, good people. My name is Ty Kramer Watson, host of this podcast, where I go into basically everything and anything that I want to. In today's episode, I'm going to be going over a question which I have gotten quite a bit since the very founding of this show, and that it's slightly political in nature, but not very. It's the idea of the death of patriotism and the fall of America with it. What that means, I will dissect in more detail, but before that, there are a few messages from me. So sit back, listen tight, whatever that means, and enjoy the show. Hello, good people. My name is Ty, and this show is proudly, proudly sponsored by you generous people. Really, truly, it warms my heart every time I see your messages, every time I see the donation. It really helps more than you could possibly know, and it keeps me doing what I'm doing right now, something that I genuinely enjoy, which is so rare to find in this world. But yeah, just a little PSA of appreciation. Thank you very much. And if you want to submit a question, you can do so at rorowandcompany.com. That's R-O-R-O and company.com. Hello, good people. And before I begin, a little bit of a disclaimer. So this question is one that I've gotten quite a bit, and it's one that's almost troubling, to say the least, in how it's presented. Just the sheer quantity of this question that appears within my inbox is absolutely baffling. Also, to any of those who are not within the United States, I am going to be talking a lot about America, so if that's not really for you, you may obviously tune out now, but uh, you're more than welcome to stay. But yes, I'm going to be talking about the national pastime of the British and French, and that is ribbing on America, why patriotism seems to have fallen, and why the whole world likes to bash us so much. When did that happen? Our fall from grace from World War II when we were held and heralded as king of the world to now where even though we may try, we are still utterly incapable of gaining the world's affection. Well, this is a very, very complicated question, and I'm going to do my best to answer it in as timely a manner as possible. So, one, you need to look at two factors. You need to look at hate within America, and you need to look with hate outside of America. Now, I have not gotten this question from people outside of America, either one, because they don't care, or two, because they do not feel this way. I think if you're inside America, a lot of the heat that you're getting is from other people within America. The hatred from abroad may be existent, but certainly not to the degree that it's portrayed within the U.S. We like to magnify things here and blow them out of proportion. And, you know, we've taken that whole free press thing as far as it can possibly go. We like to parrot things, and we like to parrot them louder than they were told to us. And so a lot of the hatred from abroad that we see within America is simply non-existent. We do have a lot of Western allies, and we do have a lot of criticisms coming our way, but not nearly the quantity that many people think. So that's the first segment on outside criticism. Criticism from abroad, I should say. It may exist, but it's a lot less than we think. So what does this mean about criticism from within America? Well, God knows that we are a polarized country, that's for sure. And there are many reasons why people dislike America. We're seen as the bastion of bigotry, uh, the patriarchy, capitalism. And when did capitalism become a thing we, that we demonize? Along with the fall of patriotism, a lot of people are lamenting the fall of moderation. God knows I am. 
Moderation has been the only thing in history shown to last for any lengthy period of time. That's the entire reason we have democracy today, is because it's lasted, it's prevailed over many tyrannical governments. The tyranny may have lasted longer just because the monarchy came first, but the democracy holds true and strong today, as it has throughout the ages. Many countries are democratic or turning democratic, and it's only going up from here. But what does this mean exactly? So how did the number one democratic bastion of the world, the United States of America, get absolutely lambasted like this? Well, half of the population hates the other half. That's not the best. And when you lose faith in your own country, it starts to breed a lot of other problems. The great thing about America was a lot of people moved here. We were a melting pot of ideas and cultures and ethnicities. And the one thing that united all of us was we love this country. We are American. We moved here for some reason, either for free trade, capitalism, etc. And now that's sort of starting to fade. And as the love for the country fades, a lot of other problems start to rear their ugly heads. This being a lot of Hatred between ethnicities is something that we see a lot, a lot, a lot today. People genuinely hate each other because there is this common bond that's missing. This is why countries are so unified during wartime, is because everybody has a common enemy. Well, in this case, everybody had a common goal, a common reason to like each other, and that's slowly wearing away. That's one of the dangers that's leading to our increased polarization. But how did that happen to begin with? Well, we need to look back and see if there are any inciting incidents. And there are quite a few that you could point to. It's hard to find a specific one. But one thing is certain, from the New Age to the Blast Age, near the founding of our country, we had a common goal. But we had different ways of getting there, or different ideas of how we should get there. And thus, political parties were formed to try and, you know, get in power so that they could shape and mold America's destiny to get there in the way that they wanted to get there. Nowadays, this isn't the case. We want different goals. Some of us are pro, some of us are against. Some of us are for, some of us are anti. And it's really troubling to see the complete lack of unity and disengagement of the populace from one another. This is the primary reason we are so polarized, is because we just have a different perception as different problems come to face us in the new age. That doesn't mean that our system of democracy is completely thrown out. Again, the country is in sort of a 50-50 split right now. I mean, that was definitely apparent from the last few elections that America is pretty, pretty split down the line. Now, this is bad and good. It's good in the sense that, of course, you have both parties vying for power, so one is not going to butt the other out, however much you may want them to. And the bad is that, of course, we get stalemates and blockages and butting heads in our government systems in Congress. So how do we, is there any way to have a fluidity between the two? Well, for that, we need to look back at more the 20s, the 50s, an era in which we were proud to be American, in which many of us, the majority of us, were proud to be Americans. Now, when you have a population which is as patriotic as those ages were, it's easy to feel this sort of cultural cohesion. Now, America has always been criticized, and I certainly feel this, as having no definite culture. We are an amalgamation of all cultures. That's what makes us so great, in essence, so different from the rest of the world. We have a bit of everything, and that's what makes us Americans. But 
The problem with that is that it's easy to see those dividing lines when, of course, that ultimate true Americanism falls away. You can criticize anybody for anything. Now, a big reason that everybody hates each other, <laughs> and of course I'm overplaying this a little bit, but a large reason there's such a huge distaste in this country, is we are powerful as far as military goes economically. We are seen to have almost a kind of responsibility on the global scale for everybody else. And because of that, people think that we have a specific job to not be isolationist. Then others, particularly abroad and at home, think that we should become more isolationist. But since we've fallen into this role of global policemen, it's hard to satisfy anybody's wishes. Especially since before World War II, we were having a constant fight as to whether or not we should engage, whether or not we should get our nose bloodied. Eventually our nose was bloodied for us and the decision was made, but until then, a lot of people wanted to stay isolationist. And you can't blame them. It's a good philosophy. It kept us safe. But, of course, there's also an, a heap of pros that go into actually going out and exerting our force on a global scale. Now, many people dislike this, particularly our enemies, and people think that we should just get out. But then what is the alternative? Now, this isn't a discussion about whether or not we should be out and abroad. This is more of an analysis of just what has gotten us to this point. But our huge power on the world stage certainly leads to that. People also have an aversion to power, just in general. They have a resentment for power. And this leads to a lot of bad things within a country which is so powerful as the United States. There's a certain pride that comes with being so powerful, but then of course you have the faction which resent that pride. And when you have a nation as big as ours with so many differing beliefs and no unifying factors such as patriotism, well, those beliefs start to come out full force and they start to combat each other instead of our enemies abroad. But this has been a sort of brief analysis of why Americans have this discord when it comes to patriotism. Patriotism is now seen as a bad thing, and it's not good for America at all that it is. No matter whose side you're on, unless you want to see the dismantling of America, then you are going to want patriotism, no matter what. Of course you want a good healthy skepticism, but with that you would also like that dollop of patriotism. It's a unifying factor which cannot be underplayed. But yes, and if you do want to see America go down, I suggest you realign your beliefs. If you're a complete enemy to the United States, well, you need that sort of counterbalance, don't you? Just as we need our counterbalance in our enemies. Everybody needs its moderation, and no matter how right you think you are, I assure you, you're wrong. Which isn't to say that I'm correct, it's to say that everybody is wrong. Because everybody has been wrong historically. But that's all, folks. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Goodbye.